to the show. Hour two of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, including music news. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Oh, man. First of all, congratulations to Michigan. Big winners. Hey, nice, Thank Donna. Uh, national champions. Uh, Sports talk, everybody. Yeah. And the reason I bring it up in music news is because college football fans are roasting Walker Hayes for his quote-unquote atrocious performance ahead of the national championship game. I feel bad. I we like this guy. We right? like Walker Hayes. We he's like him. Good. Like his family. He's a fun follow on Instagram. Yes. Oh man. So ESPN's College Game Day was previewing the game between Michigan Wolverines, Washington Huskies, and during a break, they decided to throw it over to a performance that was happening outside of the stadium, and it was Pop Country's Walker Hayes. And, you know, he sings Fancy Like. Yeah. Fun song came out in 2021. He's then they just did a Christmas dancer. version of uh, Fancy Like yes. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh, fun. my God. Shout out to Jesus. Um, so he was trying to get the crowd into his performance of Y'all Life. And that's a cool song. Yes. And nobody there in the crowd was really feeling it. I think Know Thy Audience is part of it. Yeah. He, uh, he, oh boy. He, it was like him and his daughter doing a TikTok dances in the background. And they do a lot of those on social and, and on TikTok adorable. and Instagram. Yes. They're great. And at one point, he was like, Where are y'all at? And I think he was genuinely asking the question, like, where did everyone go? (laughs) (laughs) No, this hurts me. Me too. And so people were saying, you want to hear some of the quotes that walk? And there were, there were like TikTok dancers behind him, like doing like a hip hoppy thing. Yeah. That Walker Hayes performance they just had on ESPN was one of the cringiest things I've ever watched. That is coming from someone on Insta. Another person said, I'm glad they put Walker Hayes on ESPN just now so I know never to listen on my own time. Oh. Mm. Oh, no. There's all these memes. Oh. Let me tell you where I wouldn't perform. Oh, boy. If I had a big skill set. I'm starting oh. to think that maybe one of the toughest places you can perform. Oh, no. Is in front of a sports audience. <laughs> Well, that's why I bet people are reluctant to do the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl, it's sometimes feels like the best you could do at a Super Bowl is come out neutral because everybody's ready to pick things apart. But I think there's something about, and I'm going to be down in my bros here, all right? And you know I'm one of the biggest bros you've ever seen, Donna, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, for sure. But I think they make for a pretty tough social media audience. Like, if you bring out someone like a Walker Hayes, whatever, whoever it like is. Like a Luke Bryan, who's, people who are popular with the ladies, especially. Yes, I think that then a lot of the bros are there, and they're down in their chips and queso and their brewskis, <laughs> and they are just letting it rip. I think it's a tough, I think it's a tough crowd. 
I just think it's one of the tougher crowds that you can perform in front of a, yeah. a, a general sports audience. NBA All Star Game. You know what? Though, like I'm even thinking of there was a oh who was it? Was it Ja Rule? Ah, oh, crap! This story now sucks. But there was <laughs> there was somebody that I saw who was oh I think it was Ja Rule. It was Ja Rule because there was a story last week that Ja Rule said on social media that he just signed in the year 2024 of our Lord that he just signed a record deal worth up to $100 million. Ja Rule, Donna. Stop it. And then somebody posted a video of him at like an NBA halftime show from years ago where he was like, are y'all ready? And it was met with like deafening lack of caring. I wouldn't say silence, but almost just even worse, the ambient noise of an arena waiting for something. And uh, he was like, I guess not. And then it turned, we went and did the rest of his performance, I presume. But there again, Sports environment, a lot of bros. Give me the sports that I'm here for. I want the sport thing. My entertainment is sport, not other thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's tough. I think if they gave you like a T, uh, Toby Keith or somebody who's more hardcore. Sure. Bro country rather than someone who leans a little soft, you know, and poppy. Yeah. I yeah, like know. I don't. I bet. I bet you Florida Georgia line wouldn't have fared well there. I bet you Rascal Flats wouldn't have fared well Keith there. Urban probably not either. Honest, yeah, you'd need like Johnny Cash. Yes. Just a man's man. Yes, exactly. Anyway, you guys, I, I have a story for you, Donna. I cannot wait. In the world of music, by extension, there was a little Golden Globes kerfuffle. Lip readers online are trying to figure out, and they feel like they've determined what Selena Gomez was saying to her friend Taylor Swift at the Golden Globes. Yes. Here's how the internet story goes. Selena Gomez, reportedly, went over to Timothy Chalamet, who is allegedly dating, or if nothing else, kissing on the mouth, Kylie Jenner. Do I have my right, Kardashian? Kylie, yep, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh okay. man, they they were just all over each other the whole night at the table. They're just kissing on the mouth. Yeah, it was guys, a little it's cringy. Dinner. But yeah. he won't let her walk the red carpet with him. Oh. Okay, now interesting because maybe she wouldn't let him do something later. The story goes, according to internet lip readers, that Selena Gomez went over to them and asked to take a quick picture with Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Who they, by the way, were in a movie together, and I believe they even kissed in the movie. Oh! Not, <laughs> well, like in 2019 tickets. or something, yeah. According to internet lip readers who are reading the lips of Selena Gomez, who goes back to her table with Taylor Swift, and is it Keely Teller, Miles Teller's wife, Kelly. good friend? Yes. It's just pronounced Kelly. Is that right? Yeah, Kelly Teller. That's right. I would like to file a grievance. I know. Against name spelling. <laughs> I spent the morning saying, is it Keely or Kaylee or... It's Kelly. It's Kelly, yeah. I tell you what, K-E-L-E-I-G-H. Anyway, they're all at the it's table like an together. Irish way of writing it or something. Oh, well, now it's my people. Mm, grievance withdrawn. Anyway, apparently Selena Gomez says, I tried to take a picture with him, and she said No. And then it cuts that there's another angle of the video where you can see Kelly Teller say with <gasps> Timothy and Selena just nods. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift 
is just eating up every moment of what Selena Gomez is telling her, like eyes wide open, like what? Really? So the internet feels like they they found some beef that was from video that was taken during a commercial break when everybody gets up and starts to mingle with each other. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, is there beef now? Did Kylie Jenner really say, no, you can't take a picture with him? I bet this is completely made up, but... What? I love it. What do you mean made up? I think her people have said that she didn't go over to their table. What? Well, then who is she talking about? What are they talking about? I'll tell you what I love about it. It's like typical young female friendship. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like, sure. oh, can you believe? Blah, blah, blah. And then they've got her back and they're like, what? That's not right. She's just a. Mm. Listen, I'm team, I'm team Selena here. Mm. I'm team Selena because I am anti public displays of affection. I love Of which Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner have been egregious offenders of. She went over there trying to break it up. They look like the creepy couple at the amusement park who just got off the wet ride and have their hands in each other's back denim pockets. Could you please? (laughs) Get a room. Right? Am I right? Just don't ruin the amusement park for the rest of us. And now don't ruin the Golden Globes. Stop kissing on the mouth at dinner. I don't want to be at a dinner with my friends where two of them are like, this pasta is great. This is a really... Hey, wait. Come here. No. Ew. To that. That's what they did at the Golden Globes. They did. Have some respect for dinner time. We agree with you. Okay. I feel better now. Me too. Let's Let's take take a break. break. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, what do we have next oh, here? Who knows? Oh, okay. I got oh, a little food f- news. I, I got food f- news okay. for everybody. If you are a uh, McNugget lover, you love chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. Something interesting. Maybe a little menu hack for you. Also, I have a beef with McDonald's, and if they are sponsoring uh, the show, uh, I'll withdraw this grievance and will happily endorse you. But <laughs> it's about their hash browns, which I love so much. But something has changed. What? Get into it. When we return, food news next on Donna and Steve. Oh, hey, it's Donna for Blaze Credit Union. I know you might be thinking, hey, wait a second. I thought she was a member of Spire Credit Union. Well, what happened was Spire and Highway merged on January 1st to create a new credit union, which is now called Blaze. Blaze has got more than 250,000 members, including myself, and they've got 26 branches across Minnesota. There's also going to be two more locations coming later in the year to both still Water and Plymouth. Now, I should tell you that Blaze is a full-service financial institution who truly cares about their members. So, why the name Blaze, you might be wondering. Well, it's because they say life's trails can be tough, and it's natural to sometimes feel a little lost. And so, Blaze wants to help us lighten our load, providing the best routes and using the right technology. Blaze is driven by Midwestern values. We're talking community, integrity, plain old hard work. You could find out more at at blazecu.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We are back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. It's Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, and we got Mike, the big Zamboni with us. Yeah, boy. Woo! And a little food news. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy. Yum. Uh, I have a couple things about McDonald's. Okay. I like McDonald's a lot. I, I like them a lot. I like an Egg McMuffin. It's probably... You know what? It used to be my favorite breakfast sandwich. What? Until I had, ah, oh, criminy Pete from Caribou. Dang it. It's called like the, God, what, should, what a terrible story I've made this just by I getting distracted. It. Mike, there's an item on Caribou's menu. Is it called like, it's not the West, or it's like the Mighty Man or like the B, like Big Guy. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I had that at the airport a few weeks ago. Yeah. Holy crap, it was so good. This was after we had a friend recommend a, uh, a sandwich, and I don't want to disparage any companies. We'll call it Blarbucks. A Blarbucks breakfast sandwich that sucked. Oh, really? Oh, I love Starbucks. I get the egg white turkey bacon. I get this Gouda thing. But there's this caribou breakfast sandwich, which is really good. Lumberjack? Yeah, come on, man. It's the lumberjack. Tell me what's on that lumberjack. Uh, The lumberjack, cherrywood smoked bacon. Also, or sorry, cherrywood smoked ham, then bacon, cheddar cheese, two cage-free fried eggs, peppered cream cheese on a hash brown bagel. Wow. I cannot wait for all of this to catch up with you uh, now that you're 40. (laughs) Hey, Donna. Hey. Hey, Ever since you went, you came out as (laughs) pre-diabetic... You've really been food shaming and body shaming me a fair amount. It's like since you got your diagnosis before I did, you're just really shaming me. Oh, you're going to have that? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's the deal. There was somebody at McDonald's in Switzerland, and then I'm going to get to the hash brown. Somebody at McDonald's in Switzerland, and they were at one of those kiosks where you can order all by yourself without interacting with a human, which is what we're moving toward. This is the same kind of kiosk that had Donna so paralyzed in fear that she walked out oh, of a Panera no. Bread when she was hungry and ready to eat. I was eat. like, everybody knows what they're doing. I'm not going to hold up the line and be like, uh. Well, I just feel like you could have, uh, anyway. I mean, if I was with a friend, I'd be like, hey, how do we do this? Otherwise, I'd just look like a bumbling idiot. Yeah, I get that. Well, this person, they had a little Where video. This video has gone viral <laughs> on TikTok, over 3 million views. And they were like, what is happening? They pull their phone up to the kiosk. It says Chicken McNugget. So they tap on it. And then it goes to, that was one of many options. Then it goes to just, all right, fine, you chose the McNugget. How many do you want? But what they were taken by was instead of it saying, 
uh, a five piece, a ten piece, or a twenty piece, you could just order individual McNuggets. What do you mean individual? I mean you could just say, "Hi, I'd like a cheeseburger and one chicken McNugget." Stop it! Not an order of five chicken Mc. Not one order wow. of five. Just give me one nugget. That's amazing. I hear you can do the same thing at Chick Fil A. Never. And I, I know this because my my nephew works at a Chick Fil A, cool. and they get ten bucks a day to use toward food, and That's they nice. can do like a nugget. He'll like individualize the items a la carte. Now it does cost more at this McDonald's, and again, it's in Switzerland. Test your local McDonald's kiosk to see if it works in the same way. Okay. But um, yeah, I, I found that to be interesting. Now. The hash brown, as I thought of ordering these items a la carte, when I go up and I get the breakfast for the fam at McDonald's, my son will say, hey, can you get me a couple extra hash browns because I love them so much? And normally I'm like, yeah, whatever. Guess how much the hash browns cost? Individu- an individual hash brown at McDonald's. Uh, a quarter. $2.49. For one hash brown? An individual. That's not true. It is true, That's Donna. That's not okay. Well. Because you could probably get six for like three something, right? No. Hash browns are only sold individually. I'm sorry. I was still on Chicken McNuggets. Okay. It's okay. I, hash brown, that sounds reasonable. What? Two fifty For a hash brown? I I don't know. I don't I don't know how much things cost. You don't. That's expensive. <laughs> and then when you're buying for six people, six mouths. This is why you should be sending me money every month. <laughs> the just thing a is, nice I just joy don't know how offering. much food costs or gas. Like when people are like, How much is gas out there by you? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. It could be two fifty, it could be four twenty five. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't get as hyped up on gas prices as a lot of people do, and that leaves me feeling ostracized from a lot of conversations However, with adults. However, I do notice when I fill my tank, I'm like, what? But I couldn't tell you how much a gallon it is. I don't know. Some people are really in touch with their like retail costs. Well, I, I just know, and again, it's a happy van when we stop at McDonald's, but it can easily go like... 35 bucks. Stop. Uh, and I tell you what, I used to make fun of my wife for always wanting to use the McDonald's app. I was like, honey, the whole menu is a coupon. Let's just order and go. Now I get it. I'm like, yeah, fire that app up. It's expensive out there. It sure is, Steve. We'll play a game. 651 641 the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, all tied up right now. You could be the tiebreaker. Call now and you could play it. Nope, it's not tied. All right. Oh, hey, guys, it's Donna for Energy Savers Fireplaces. You know, if you're like me, you just love the ambiance and the warmth of a fireplace, especially when it's cold outside. I love having my, I have a, um, a gas fireplace. I had a wood fireplace that I converted to a gas fireplace. I love it. I use it every day during the winter. And if you think about it, a fireplace is basically, you know, a focal point of a home. It's where we take family photos. It's where we, you know, sit around. We like to read in front of the fireplace. It exudes memories. 
So I want to introduce you to Energy Savers Fireplaces. They are local. They are family owned. They are a full service fireplace store. They've only got five star ratings. So, you know, they're really great. Their customer service is beyond anything you would expect. And the community absolutely loves them. Star Tribune has named them best fireplace store in Minnesota for two years straight. They are your complete fireplace store, family owned and operated since 1976, just off Highway 36 in Oakdale. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, and time for our game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We will find out how smart the two of yours. We play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge today. It is a uh, three to two game. Donna has the slight advantage early this season. And uh, today we're going to be chatting about, well, let's uh, take you back for 69 years. You want to go back 69 years with me? Sure. Sure. Let's go back 69 years, and that's when this song hit number one in the UK. Rosemary Clooney got to number one with Mambo Italiano. Oh, my gosh. Now, we're talking about this because that song you heard right there was banned in this country because we can't speak other languages and we assume it's offensive. Oh, wow. that's funny. So, we couldn't get an interpreter. Basically, oh they, uh, yeah, they were like, yeah, it's uh, number one in the UK, but uh, many, many stations banned that song wow, because they uh, thought the lyrics were too suggestive and they couldn't really prove it because it was Italian. We're talking about banned and censored music today. Oh, fun. Oh, neat. So, yeah, a little different category, but we'll see how it goes. And we've got Stephanie on the line to play with us. Good morning, Stephanie. Hi. Where are you, where are you calling from today, Steph? Happy New Year. Yeah. Where are you calling from? Savage. Savage. Oh, my gosh. Savage. We love it down there. Uh, what's happening in your day? Like, you decided to call in. What were you in the middle of doing when you decided to call in? I'm not in the middle of yet. I have a bunch of chores I have to do, and they're glaring at me, like the laundry and the dishes and stuff. So oh, yeah. I'll uh, talk to you guys before i got to start that. Okay, great. we got a pep talker, Donna. Like, you got this, Stephanie. Yeah, you can do it. Just... <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah. You know, don't get overwhelmed. Just uh, one room at, one a, thing time, at a time. Or, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah. No, Set a timer. No problem there. All right. Okay. Um, the topic this morning, Stephanie, band music. Would you like to team up with Donna or the underdog, Steve? Oh, underdog all the way. Let's go. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Donna, uh, get out of here. All right. I'm going to go. See, now you're back. the bully, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start okay. teaming up with me. Bye. Bye. She sounds really offended about that. Yeah, she does. Yeah, uh, Stephanie hurt. is going to go on hold, and we are going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge again today. We're talking about banned and censored music. So these are songs that either rightfully or wrongfully were uh, banned or censored at some point in their existence. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. All right, let's start it off with this one here. Even the radio-edited clean version of this Detroit rapper's breakout hit led to multiple FCC fines for content. Ultimately, they were dropped, and the song reached number four. 
Uh, Eminem, Real Slim Shady, I think. Due to a fear of offending people with stuttering problems, the BBC originally banned the song My Generation from this English rock group. Oh, talking about my generation. I don't know. Stephanie's going to know that one. A 31-month FBI investigation examined if mumbling styles of this 63 song from the Kingsman were hiding sexual lyrics. There's a 31-month investigation from the FBI to examine if the mumbling style of this 1963 song... Kingsman? Was that that Umau Mau, Papa Umau Mau? I'm going to go with whatever that is. Crap! All right. You got Stephanie on the line. Stephanie, uh, he sounded like he might have needed your help on a couple of them. First off, he said Eminem for the first one. How'd you feel on that? Yep, that's cool. All right. Second one, did you hear the question? Yep, that's the who. You're gonna go with the who for that one, okay? And then how about yep. the third one? Uh, did you did you have any thoughts on that? That's Louie Louie. That's Louie Louie. She says, "Wow, all Stephanie, right. here's what I appreciate about you: you offered all of those with great confidence, which makes me feel confident. <laughs> so let's go. Awesome. All right, all Donna, right, come Steph- on in. Stephanie's gonna go back on hold. We'll bring Donna back in. Come on in. Wow, Donna. that was fast." Stephanie, I, I didn't do well. Stephanie came in, and she seemed pretty dang confident. And so if I win, it's all Stephanie today. Wow. Okay. But I think you'll do well. Okay. I'm scared. All right. Ready to give it a try, Donna? Yeah. And let's start it off with this one here. Even the radio-edited clean version of this Detroit rapper's breakout hit led to multiple FCC fines for content. Ultimately, they were dropped, and the song reached number four. That is Kid Rock, and the song is... You don't need the song. Okay. Due to a fear of offending people with stuttering problems, the BBC originally banned the song My Generation from this English rock group. The Who? The 30, A 31-month FBI investigation examined the mumbling styles of this 1963 song from The Kingsman to see if they were hiding sexual lyrics. Ooh. The, the Kingsman 1963 song. Kingsman, I don't know. It's something like the twist or the bop. The bop. bop All it. right. I don't know. Twist I don't know it. the song. Twist it. Bop Crank it. it. Crank it. Stank it. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's run through these answers here. Uh, as uh, we will start with the second one. Due to a fear of offending people with stuttering problems, the BBC originally banned the song My Generation from this English rock group. Steve was unsure on that one. Donna knew it was The Who, and so did Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie. Way to go, Woo! Stephanie. Comes in and gets that one correct. So let's go to the first one. Even the radio-edited clean version of this Detroit rapper's breakout hit led to multiple FCC fines for content. Ultimately, they were dropped, and the song reached number four. There's a couple... Kind of, uh, there's one rap Rocky answer you could have given or one rapper option you could have given. Donna went with the rock rapper version of Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve went with the correct answer of Eminem. Oh. And you were exactly right. The Real Slim Shady was the song. Darn it. Please stand up. Hey, at least I got the right city. You did. Thank you. And then he later said the line, the FCC won't let me be, so let me let be me. me. Yeah, exactly. I guess I Try to shut me down on MTV, but it, it feels, feels so empty, empty without, without me. me. So, come on. No, 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 we don't want to say that one. Uh, let's move on to the next one here. So it's a 2-1 lead for Steve. If uh, Steve and Stephanie get this one right, they will be the winner today. A 31-month FBI investigation examined the mumbling styles of this 1963 song from The Kingsman, to see if they were hiding sexual lyrics. 
the song is indeed Louie Louie, like Stephanie said. Oh, wow. Yeah, Stephanie! Good job, Stephanie. Wow. Yeah, mm, Stephanie, wow. you did it, sister. Woo-woo. Woo-woo is right. I'm real bummed. And you just want a My Talk t-shirt that in future days of errands, you will be able to use as a dust rag. Because it's awesome. like a cozy. That's it's co- great. Cotton poly blend. And so it's pretty comfortable for dusting. Ain't that right, Donna? Yeah. Multi- multi-purpose. I love it. That's exactly right. Well, Stephanie. Steph- you really disappointed Donna. It's okay. Congratulations. Sorry, Donna. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. You have a fabulous day. Hang on the line. Michael, get your info. All right. Sorry, Donna. It's okay. Should we do the tiebreaker? Quick tiebreaker? Sure. Yeah. Again, banned and censored music. Let's go with this one. And I'm looking for a person here. So I'm looking for a person. This woman's 1981 song was banned by many stations due to the sexual nature of the music video and lyrics, such as the line, let me hear your body talk. Donna. Madonna. No, that is no. incorrect. Let me hear your body talk. This is physical. Talk. The song is oh! The song is titled Physical, but again, I'm looking for a little bit John. There you Good go. Good job. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks. Physical. Physical. That video uh-huh. is ridiculous. <laughs> it is so bad. Anyway, thanks, Mike. You're Great welcome. job. Yeah. You did well today, Donna. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. To be fair, it would have been a tie. Stephanie's just like, boom, that's the who. Boom, that's Louie Louie. Let's I could have used her help. Oh, yeah. well. What do you she do? Crushed it. All right, let's do this. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Steve, you should do this with your kids. This is kind of fun. I have a list of healing plants you can grow inside your home. Okay, you can put them in a pot and then just get some soil and then some seeds. For example, you can use aloe vera. You can grow that in your home. It can be used for burns and skin irritations. And it can also be taken to help with digestion. Okay. Can we eat it? Right? I think so. Don't listen to us, kids. Do your own medical <laughs> yes. research with Please a doctor. Don't. Here's another one to relieve gas and bloating. Grow some rosemary. How about thyme? It has cold-relieving and digestive properties and can be used in tea or sprinkled onto dishes or soups or salads, sauces. Thyme, mm. they say there's never enough of it. All right, Mint. You could use it in tea to help with digestion. I'm trying to help your digestion. It also helps with sore throats and fevers and healing wounds. I'm on a smorgasbord of gut health products right now. Sure, I'll tell you. I have a pre and probiotic that I take. Great. I take activated charcoal. Nice. And uh, some other breakthrough stuff if I'm feeling particularly bloated. Mm. What do you take the charcoal for? Gas? Gas, bloating, Stomach irritation, it's supposed to help with all of those things. Okay. Moringa. Oh, it feels very festive. Moringa, it has leaves that are rich in vitamins and minerals, and they can help with inflammation. You got some lemon balm. You can um, 
use its properties with digestion. They can it can help you sleep. It can be used in teas and syrups and salads, and you can sprinkle the leaves on top of dishes. Syrup. That's all I have time for. Thank you, everybody. Good day. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. <laughs> when we return... Yeah, it's going to happen. There's a, uh, a listener who suggested a Netflix documentary. I watched it. I was intrigued. Until I wasn't. And I felt like it got super boring. Is this a me problem? I think or so. Or a this person problem? We'll mm-hmm. tell you what I watched... People are talking about that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hello, welcome back, Donna and Steve on my talk one hundred seven one, where talk is fun. Woo! What a journey so far, huh? It's been exciting. A lot of people are responding positively. Is that right? No. Okay. I think so. So. I um, started following, I was pressured into it, they pressured me into it, but um, our Canadian listeners, Daniel the Painter and Becca, they came and made a trip down here to Minnesota a couple weeks ago before the holidays and came in, sat in studio with us for a little bit. And in case you're another listener who's thinking, oh, can we do that too? If you listen for multiple years from Canada and you pass our eyeball tests, sure. But don't get cute if you're like, I live in Woodbury and I listen all the time, can I come sit with you guys? Donna's always pushing for us to have more people in studio. (laughs) (laughs) And I am resistant to it. I love it. Um, So they were like, you should follow us on Instagram now. So I did. So now I see Daniel the Painter had this Insta story up the other day that was like, hey, I just saw this documentary. It's bleeped. This is a must watch. It's called Man on the Run. It is on Netflix, and it is about a uh, Malaysian scandal that rocked both Wall Street and Hollywood. Hmm. Hollywood! Hi, that's just fine when you do it. And essentially, it has to do with this guy, and he. There was a, a fund that they tried to set up, a fund in Malaysia called the 1MDB Fund. And it was to benefit the greater good of the Malaysian people. Uh, The problem was they didn't have any money. They didn't have, like, just a bunch of benefactors hanging around Malaysia. So they had to to borrow money. And uh, then they had this, this family that was tied up in it, this prime minister, who I believe is currently jailed, though he was a part of the documentary. Um, and you learn about their entanglement in Hollywood, if you will. And there was this this guy who is featured in it named, uh, what do they call him? Joe Rowe, I believe it is. Okay. And Joe Rowe is like this, this dude who... I don't know, by the looks of it, you wouldn't think he's like hanging out with the Hollywood elite. But as they borrowed money and then tried to get involved in other things that they could just sort of use for whatever, long story short, they don't use the money for the good of the Malaysian people, mm. allegedly. Malaysian people eventually, journalists eventually start asking like, wait, what? what's going on here? Where's all the money going? Meanwhile, this guy, Joe Rowe, who is helping with the the fund and helping to direct the funds and to give guidance to the prime minister who is overseeing it, 
he is using this money allegedly by like the millions and kajillions to get involved with other highfalutin people and to get involved in elite circles. So now he's hanging out at parties with Leonardo DiCaprio and Paris Hilton and Jamie Foxx. In fact, they even start a production company, quote unquote, that ends up producing and funding the movie Wolf of Wall Street. Ever oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It does sound interesting. <laughs> but it gets, when they were talking about Leo and everybody, I'm like, oh, interesting. Like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. They had him on a $250,000 appearance fee. So if this guy, Joe Rowe, was like, oh, it'd be fun if this party had some more uh, stars, he would reach out to Leonardo DiCaprio, according to the documentary, and say, hey, come to you know this place tonight. We're going to have a party, and there's two hundred and fifty grand in it for you. Can you imagine? Do you understand how rich some of these rich celebrities are? I do How now. money just flows to them. Yeah, it must be nice, huh? It must be nice. There was even one night where uh, Jamie Foxx is reportedly like on a, on a talk show, uh, a British talk show, talking about a really rich friend that he has, and the documentary leads you to believe that that's this uh, or Joe Rowe guy who then rents a plane, like has a private jet or whatever, flies everybody to Australia on New Year's Eve. They go and party there, 16-hour flight, party there, ring in the New Year, hop on a flight right back oh so that God. they're back in time to celebrate the New Year in Vegas as well. Like oh embracing the party lifestyle. One main problem being this is presumably with the money from the Malaysian fund to benefit the Malaysian people. And now oh God, they can't find that guy. He gone. And despite how you may have just heard me talk about it and think that sounds interesting, I really took a page out of Donna's playbook and was putting in a load of whites. And by that, I mean scrolling on Instagram and TikTok. Sure. I was waiting. They were like, and here's the Malaysian background of the government structure. And I was like, okay, me need a hack on how to hard boil eggs. <laughs> and then I come back in. So maybe I missed some good stuff. I don't know. But it's on Netflix right about now. Um, you can watch it again. It's called Man on the Run. They say billions of dollars went missing from the notorious 1MDB fund. And now it's claimed mastermind cannot be found. A new documentary tries to untangle the knots of the case. And I guess the former prime minister is like, they need to take this down off the air. This shouldn't be on the air. And he received like a $681 million deposit into his bank account at one point. Oh, my God. Uh, Goldman Sachs is involved in this drama. What's it? Where thing. is it streaming again? I'm sorry. On Netflix, Donna Valentine. Thank you, Steve Patterson. You got it, bro. I'm check it out. Why not? Uh, something I did not check out, Mike. Sorry. Yeah. I know I texted you last mm-hmm. night because I was going to watch Murder at the End of the World. Yeah. And then I talked to my roommate who watched the whole thing. And I was like, hey, are you still watching this? And he's like, oh, I finished it. I'm like, did you like it? And he said, um, I don't know. It okay. was okay. He goes, you won't like it. And I said, are you sure? And he's like, I, I don't think you would. And I said, oh, man. He knows I, you better than me, so that's Maybe. Good. I don't know. He just knows my taste. Yeah. But Steve is going to watch it for you. You have to understand, Mike came into the studio yesterday and said, hey, I finished it all, and I've changed my opinion. I think you both would really love it. And he gave an impassioned speech of, like, you'll, you'll dig it. Here's why you're going to dig it. This works and this works. And didn't give anything away, but, like, whetted our whistles. 
I was sort of surprised to see you say this this morning, Donna. Me too. I'm sorry. And you don't have to apologize. I've seen it. You're missing out, not me. So there you go. There you okay. Go. I also didn't want. I only watched one episode. You suggested it, and it was really good. And that was um, help me out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Oh yeah. I watched one episode. Sure. And I enjoyed it very much. And did you specifically watch the third episode? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, And that's kind of a different episode than the rest of the series. But again, everyone sees the previews. They see Last of Us. They understand the story and they think, oh, it's a zombie show. No, it's definitely not a zombie show. It's a people show that uses that as a telling device. So right. It's and- fantastic. And you could see that because in the, uh, uh, cl- uh, the Creative Arts Emmys, they won like eight Oh, wow. Yeah. They Is crushed, that right? They and I love Oversight. Pedro Pascal. Oh, he's, I just, so good. he's so good. And Bella Ramsey's fantastic. Yes. So I would definitely w- recommend checking that out if you haven't. Okay. What would you recommend above the other? Last Murder of Us, absolutely. Of the world or Last of Us? Last of Us, absolutely, is better. I'm okay. not saying the murder at the end of the world isn't like groundbreaking. It isn't unbelievable. It's just a really fun ride. It's only seven-ish hours, seven episodes, and it was fun. We enjoyed it. Wow, when you say hours after the number seven. Yeah, it's funny. Had you said episodes there, it would have felt yeah, less better. like a punishment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whenever someone says yeah. hours, I'm oh. like, wow, that's how many hours of my life that I'm dedicating to watching something on a screen? Like, okay, let me let me do this for you here. Um Hang on, I want to get this right. Stand by, everybody. All right, everybody is standing by. Well, you know, what if I said it was just like when you would have watched TV? If I would have said, oh, you haven't seen Lost? You'll love it. Yeah, it's 121 hours. (laughs) Correct. This is why Scorsese is like, let me make my movies as long as I want Mm -hmm. to. But the point is. That's a good point. He's like, you're sitting on your couch binging stuff anyway. Yes and no. I see his point, but we've talked about this before. Individual episodes give you a beginning, middle, and an end. They give you some, you know, an introduction of ten. They, 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 you get payoff for sure once an hour. Whereas a three and a half hour epic, you're just sitting there hoping that it, it's all worth it in the end. Were you talking about Scorsese? <laughs> Is he the one who did Oppenheimer? Not Oppenheimer, no, but he likes long Nolan. movies, right? Oh, oh, by the that's way, he's no about to do a movie about Jesus. Yes, yeah. that's why I brought Wait it up. Wait until you hear about the length of this movie. Oh, no, really? It'll shock you. Next. Stop it.